0: Welcome back to Heritage Radio Network on tour. We are broadcasting live from Fire, Flower, and Fork in Richmond, Virginia. I'm Katie Mosman-Wadler. I'm the executive director of Heritage Radio Network. And before we kick things off, uh, we'd like to thank again our sponsor, Virginia Wine, for making our coverage of the festival possible. And uh, it's now my great honor to introduce our next guest. People love to throw around the term rock star chef. But Chidi Kumar is the real deal. Before opening Garland, her Raleigh, North Carolina restaurant, Chidi toured the country playing guitar in bands like the Cherry Valens and Birds of Avalon. Garland serves Indian-style dishes with a nod towards Southern cooking and seasonal ingredients. Welcome, Chidi.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: So uh, being in a rock band is the kind of life a lot of people would envy. So (laughs) what made you stop doing that and open a restaurant? Well,
1: you know a lot of people think being a chef is glamorous too uh-huh.
0: <laughs> and they're all they're both um,
1: uh, labors of love uh for the most part you know there's a lot of physical uh labor involved in both um we We toured so hard for about ten years, and um, my husband had a venue with a couple of other partners during that time and um, Raleigh growing the way Richmond has uh just made that building kind of get torn down as part of development. And we just had always talked about having our next venue have a food component. So we searched really hard for a place and this uh, building that we got the lease on just happened to have a restaurant already kind of built out um, for us so we could actually afford to do it. So it was kind of like, well, here's the lease and our name's on it. So now we have to do it. <laughs> um, it was sort of like that. It,
0: um, I didn't I didn't know what I was intending to do, I guess. So can you talk a little bit about your childhood, um, beginning in India and then moving to the Bronx in New York City? Um, What was your childhood like, and did you know from an early age that you'd want to be working in music and or food?
1: Well, um, when, when I was growing up, I... Was kind of in the kitchen all the time, and when I wasn't, I was listening to my dad's reel to reels. (laughs) So, uh, but I never really had these like very specific goals. Um, The whole time when we were growing up, my family was always looking towards moving to the US, and that because my parents had lived in the US before and. We knew that we were going to go back at some point just because we had to, you know. Um, So that was kind of the only thing. And I remember uh, one of my teachers asked me when I was in the second grade, like, what are you going to be doing in the year 2000? And I had... Zero idea. I couldn't picture having kids, and I couldn't picture being a doctor or a engineer or whatever my parents had, you know, hopes for me. So um, it was just kind of. I've always just kind of stumbled <laughs> into the things that I love. Uh, fortunately, so I maybe in a state of denial when I'm actually making all of those things happen. But um, I do go for. I've gone for both my passions.
0: Can you talk a little bit about your style of cooking and how that's been informed by your life experience?
1: Um, Yeah, I mean, the backbone of everything that I'm making in the restaurant is, you know, inevitably rooted in the things that my mother taught me and in the food that uh, she prepared for us and in the spice cabinet. But it's uh, kind of branched out so much because of living in the Bronx and being exposed to you know all the world that New York has to offer. And then touring and going to um, the big cities and the small towns in, in the country and going to Europe and seeing how people dine in northern Spain and France and how important that convivial um, atmosphere of a, a great restaurant, whether it's fancy, or not how important that is to their day Um, and then uh, kind of every time we'd go to the south I would realize that wow this is the one part in the country that seems to have this uh, history and this food culture that is really reminiscent of India you know or like the things that I was familiar with long traditions, a lot of, um, ingredients from all over the place. And then a farmer's market in our case in Raleigh, that's like a mile and a half from downtown, uh, that's open every single day and it's not fancy and it's not artisanal. It is just the way of life. And it really resonated with the way that my, um, my family used to cook when we were in India. So it was kind of a a little bit of going back home for me. And, um, just also having a very diverse population in Raleigh because of the triangle just having um, loads of uh, Asian markets to be able to get all the spices I wanted and you know source the things that I was reading about in cookbooks
0: what was life like when you were touring your daily life (laughs) and how how much were you eating on a bus and then how much do you get to eat out in the city that you're traveling to
1: well, we, uh, we were a van band, uh, oh. so we were, you know, uh, super DIY, self-managed. We didn't spend that much time on a bus. We had a van everywhere we toured. Even in Europe, we would rent, like, a, a Sprinter or whatever. So um, uh, more, like, 99% of my time was spent in a van with dudes, uh, so I'd be the only woman. Uh, I always... Packed a crate of kitchen essentials. We would cook in hotel rooms, and we would go camping, and I'd cook on the fire. Kind of dinner was on me.
0: <laughs> Are these hotel rooms that would have a kitchen, or were you no. improvising heat sources and yeah, uh, hot plates and uh,
1: hot plates? George Foreman grill, uh, a, a gas stove that got stolen immediately. Like. We put it, you know, next to our tire, and we started cooking. And like, I don't know what happened. I went in the room to get something and came out, and it was gone. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was a, a lot of improvisation.
0: So you're like a boss of camp cooking, and uh, so I, I, you know, well, um, outdoor well, cooking is sort of a different thing than than is. improvising in a hotel room. Um, did you did yeah. you have smoke detector situations, or um, how how much did you feel like you could get away with in a hotel room?
1: Well, um, we definitely pushed the envelope because oftentimes we were like six of us crammed into one, (laughs) one tiny (laughs) room anyway. So, I mean, they were going to throw us out. They'd have a litany of (laughs) excuses. So we just, you know, we check in pretty late. Um, if we even had the luxury of having a hotel room, a lot mm-hmm. of times we crashed with uh, new friends. Um, <laughs> so, you know, depending on the quality of their kitchen, we'd make late-night snacks. And, I mean, it wasn't fancy food. It was just sustenance. Um, was, you spend a lot of time kind of being hungry. And after, you, you know, if you're touring, you're on the road for 200 days of the year, you just can't eat fast food. You know, you might do it for the first two months, and then you realize... I will die <laughs> if this <laughs> continues. Please, somebody give me a vegetable and some lentils.
0: <laughs> Was there? Uh, did you have to contend with like people in your band wanting like dude food?
1: Um, uh, I mean, there were some some people that just didn't want that, and they just got ice cream, and I don't care, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, you can do what you want, but um, I think most people were hungry enough <laughs> to just eat whatever was around yeah
0: <laughs> so it must be really luxurious now having a big professional kitchen space suit to, to oh yeah luxury in. is
1: definitely the word i would yeah.
0: use <laughs> <laughs>
1: but it uh, is um actually you know the other day um it happened to be during the hurricane and i was by myself in the kitchen, which doesn't really ever happen anymore, and I just had this moment of feeling so fortunate, and I just looked around and said, oh my god, this is my kitchen, you know? Yeah. So yeah, it is It is luxury.
0: You have a domain now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so what attracted you to Raleigh, and what is Raleigh like as as a city?
1: Um, it's it's kind of interesting. Raleigh is, when I first went there, it was like 20-something years ago, um, it just had this really excellent community warm accessible vibe and I kind of felt like it had all this potential and maybe it had an identity crisis and maybe I did too so we were kind of in the same place mm-hmm. together and it felt like a place that maybe I could find myself and I could figure something out um, it was easy to live there and I had some good friends that were playing music and um because of all the things that I said earlier about having a farmer's market, and Asian markets, and Mexican markets, and you know whatever Chinese ingredient you want is right there, um, I just felt like I could kind of make a little hovel for myself. Um, it's grown tremendously since then. And uh, if we hadn't been in Raleigh, I don't think that I would have been able to find the time or have the guts to play music or open a business. Um, The growth has been pretty rapid, but it's also been really smart and deliberate on the government side, for the most part. Um, Downtown isn't like overrun by a bunch of corporate entities, Uh, so there's such a great independent food scene, uh, restaurants owned by people who really have a voice and are just showing um, showing that voice in a really creative and uh, delicious way. Um, so and then Raleigh like architecturally resonated with me because of the hometown that I grew up in in India is uh, Chandigarh. It's like a postmodern. Um, city and um, I l- just recently found out that the original architect for my hometown in India was from Raleigh so that no was a way. little yeah, it's a little bit kind of a, a mind blow. That's a little eerie. <laughs> yeah it was really cool. creepy. Wow. <laughs> creepy and great and like yeah it was like uh, destiny just sort of saying yeah you, yeah. you were meant to be here. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like full circle. Yeah totally.
0: Has your relationship to the city changed since you arrived? Um well that's a good
1: question. Um yeah, I mean, I I feel more of a part, you know, um, in, in as much as anybody can. Uh, I I feel uh, more invested, obviously, just because we have a business right downtown. But, um, you know, I, I, I really, I care so much more about what happens in mm-hmm. the city. Not that I didn't care before, but, you know, I could take it or leave it. <laughs> uh,
0: can you talk a little bit about your menu at Garland and, um, and what's in the name? Um, so
1: Garland, uh, we'll start with the name first. Um, our building um, has three businesses. So we talked about the music venue, King's is upstairs, Garland is in the middle, and we have a bar downstairs called Neptune's, And when we found that space across the street or like catty corner as we say <laughs> um, was this building called the Garland Jones Building and that building was the first building I saw in Raleigh and I thought oh that looks like Chandigarh you know it this had these blue and white panels and like very typical of like 1959, 1962 kind of architecture and of course they tore that building down and um, my husband and I were on this rant that like every time there's a cool building that we love Raleigh tears it down you know so we decided to name um, all of our businesses after buildings that we love that got torn down. But then also garlands are uh, a welcome symbol in India. They're festive. Uh, when people come to your house for the first time, you give them a garland. And garlands are um, made from many elements but ha- but are united by a, a common thread, uh, literally. So our menu kind of reflects that too. It's um, uh, what seems to be many different influences uh and elements come together by the uniting um force of whatever's in season in raleigh and all the sourcing is local so uh our menu uh we have a lot of components that change we do a lot of seasonal specials but there's definitely an anchor of like greatest hits if you will that kind of always uh always on the
0: menu so very recently this week you were written up in the times Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Can you talk about that?
1: Um, I'm still not sure if that really happened, <laughs> but uh, this wonderful woman in Raleigh <laughs> uh, has written a, a book from, Trin- a cookbook. Uh, she's from Trinidad, and um, she had dined in the restaurant a few years ago, and then she just came by and, said, hey, I'm, I'm pitching the story for The Times and I want you to be, a, be the subject. And I was like, yeah, okay, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, we'll and we did a bunch of interviews and, um, yeah, it's pretty mind-blowing. Yeah. It really is kind of emotional. I grew up reading that paper and, you know, I think a lot of people probably have.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does it feel unreal or have you gotten a lot of reactions to it?
1: I mean, both, you know, um, Instagram has melted (laughs) (laughs) and, um, it, it did. I mean, it's, it's pretty surreal. I have the actual paper and, um, I guess it, yeah, it's, it's, there it is. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't know what to make of it, but I'm, I'm really excited. (laughs)
0: It either makes it all more or less real. Yeah,
1: exactly. What is real.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, so what's next for you?
1: Um well we have a dinner tomorrow night <laughs> at Brenner Pass with a bunch of uh, amazing female chefs and um I you know uh, I'm kind of keeping my options open for the future and just hope to uh continue to learn and grow and become better at what I do and employ some really great people and watch them grow that's sort of there we go awesome. <laughs> whatever else happens is is candy
0: cool mm-hmm. Well, Chidi, thank you so much for sitting down with me today. Thank you
1: so much for having me.
0: I hope you'll come have pizza with us at Roberta's soon, and we'll tape something in our studio.
1: I'm gonna hold you to it. Please do. <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll I've always wanted that. to go in that little box. We're know? there. We're there. Come on in. Yeah. Um,
0: and I want to say thank you again to our sponsor, Virginia Wine, for making our coverage of Fireflower and Fork possible. Thank you. We'll be right back with more of Heritage Radio Network on tour.